Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Wa ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This podcast is going to be somewhat different. A few days ago, we were called up by our guests, um, who we now can call guests, but a few months ago, they in fact were our hosts. We went to Istanbul, Turkey, myself and a few colleagues. And uh, these amazing brothers were our hosts. They represent IDDIF, the organization that was founded and nurtured by the late Sheikh Mahmoud Effendi, rahimahullah ta'ala. This organization built close relations with our late teacher, Mulana Taha Karan, rahimahullah ta'ala. So this was a very pleasant experience to be able to remember our teachers and to celebrate them. But they came here to really establish relationships further with uh, Cape Town, South Africa. And we were very, very fortunate to be part of their company and to enjoy from their the blessings, alhamdulillah. So we attended a few programs. We had no heads up about this. So it was, uh, it was somewhat, you know, planning as we went along. Um, but we managed to get them together in the studio here. And uh, we had a few discussions and they gave us some very beautiful insights about uh, Turkey and Afghanistan and Sheikh Mahmoud Effendi. And I really took a lot of benefit from that and I hope you will as well. It's a bit of a different uh, conversation because uh, two of the guests, two out of the three guests, they don't speak English. So I had to ask the questions in English and then have it translated in, in, into Turkish. And then the, the reply came in Turkish. And then it had to be translated back into English. So that was a bit different. Um, and you can see that, you know, I, I sort of had to figure out how we were going to get the conversation going. But Alhamdulillah, I do hope that you you find benefit in this conversation. I know many of you have been watching Turkish programming of late. This one is uh, very steeped in, in Islam and the traditional sciences. Alhamdulillah. So do subscribe. Do share with others because we, we would like to grow the channel, uh, inshallah ta'ala. We thank you for your support. And uh, by sharing with others and they benefit and they become inspired by the messages that we that we have to offer, uh, you too will share in the reward thereof. Barakallahu feekum. Do enjoy. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen. Sayyidina wa nabiyina wa maulana Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه كولي سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما آمين برحمتك يا رحم رحمين Respected viewers and listeners, Assalamu alaikum ورحمه وبركاته and most importantly my dear guests in studio we have Khoja Turan Avi, MashaAllah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And then uh, along with him on his side there, we have our brother Salahuddin, named after Salahuddin al Ayyubi. MashaAllah. InshaAllah. Amin, amin, ya Rabb. And then on my side, my dear brother uh, Sheikh Umar. Assalamu alaikum. And uh, all of these brothers, MashaAllah, are our noble guests from. Uh, Istanbul, Turkey, and I'm so happy to have everyone here with me I, in the studio brother, today. I've missed you very much. The last time you've been here, I've been thinking about you the whole time. Subhanallah. Thank you very much, brother. The, the reason that, that it brings me so much joy is because uh, these were our hosts uh, in Istanbul when, when we were there not too long ago. And of course, we've been longing to go back since then. Uh, but Alhamdulillah, Allah has brought us together here in uh, the mother city, Cape Town, South Africa. Walillah, alhamd. So uh, I'm going to allow uh, a, a short introduction to our guests, Bidnilai Ta'ala. 
my understanding is that Khoja uh, Turan Abi, um, he speaks primarily, his mother tongue is, is Turkish. That's so, correct. So our brother Umar here, is, he can explain why he's half American, half Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> and he can explain to us why that is in a moment after okay. we get a brief introduction. Okay. We ask Khoja uh, Turan to give his own introduction and you can translate that fast. Hocam, inshallah. kendi sözlerinizle, kendinizi bizler tanıtılır mısınız? Tabii ki. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسولنا محمد النالي وصحبه أجمعين. أنجلكلا بروغرامن شوكبيك خيرلرا وسلوماسن يجربمزنا نياز يديوروس. Firstly, we from the bottom of our heart we make dua that Allah سبحانه وتعالى will ensure that this this speech of ours, this little broadcast of ours, will be خير for us in the in يوم الآخرة. آمين يا رب. بيلكشين كنسين تانتماسي تابي شوك زور بشيء. It's very difficult for a person to actually introduce himself, explain himself. Bye-bye. No. Sadece tanıtım Mehmet Turan aslen Kastamonlu'yum. İstanbul Fatih Çarşamba'da yaşıyoruz. Simply put, uh, my name is Mehmet Turan. I was uh, I'm from Kastamonu. It's a province in Turkey. I live in Istanbul in Fatih Çarşamba. Yaklaşık 35 yıldır bu hizmetlerin içerisindeyiz. Elhamdülillah, I've been within the Hizmetli Din for the past 35 years. Elhamdülillah. Allah Allah. Bu hizmetler dediğimiz e, İstanbul Fatih Çarşamba'da merkezi bulunan İsmaila Vakfımızın gerek ülke içerisinde gerek ülke dışarısında yapmış olduğu faaliyetlerin ilk başlangıç merkezi olan Fatih Çarşamba'daki e, hizmetleriyle alakalı. When I mean the hizmet for 35 years, I mean specifically the hizmet that our organization İsmaila Efendi Vakf the the the khidmat that the Ismail Efendi Vakf does that center on Fatih in Ismaila in that part of Istanbul I've been in there for the past 35 years mashallah if, if need be some that sometimes that's you know uh, within the country sometimes that's overseas wherever it is İstanbul üstadımız Şeyh Mahmud Efendi çocukluğumuzdan da duyardık we we would hear about Şeyh Mahmud Efendi even when we were young no ama Türkiye'de e, son dönemde yani Yaklaşık bir asırdan fazla zaman öncesinde o kadar çok büyük İslami tahribetler yapıldı ki biz daha çocukluk zamanlarımızda bile gerçek manada ulemalar bizlere çok tehlikeli gösterilirler. We would hear about him but for the past century in Turkey there was a severe repression in, in sense of faith. The Islam was being repressed very severely. When we were young even way back then when people would talk about scholars about ulema they would they would paint them in a very dangerous kind of picture. Onun için 70'li yılların sonlarına kadar böyle bir irtibat kurmak nasip olmadı. For that reason until the 70'lerin sonuna kadar. Until the late 70s I had never had the opportunity to have any contact with Sheikh Mahmud Efendi. Ama 80'li yılların ortasından itibaren irtibat kurulmaya başlandı. Ama elhamdülillah in the middle of the 80s I met Sheikh Mahmud Efendi and I started to have a relationship with him. Tabii ki Müslüman bir ana babadan dünyaya gelmiştik. Of course alhamdülillah we were born to Muslim parents. Tabii ki onlardan İslam'ı duymuştuk. And we heard about Islam from them. Ama üstadımızı tanıdıktan sonra bizim duyduğumuz İslam ile gerçek İslam arasındaki farkı, fevkalade büyük farkı o zaman anladık. But when we met Sheikh Mahmud Efendi, we, we truly saw the difference between the Islam that our parents told us and what Islam truly is. Ve ilk tanışmamızda bize şu ifadeyi kullandı. And when we first met him, he said this to us. İslam'ı her yerde anlatacaksın. You are going to talk about Islam everywhere. You are going to preach about Islam everywhere. Allahu Akbar. Üstadım ben bir şey bilmiyorum ki ne anlatacağım. And then I answered, well, Sheikh, I, I don't know anything about Islam. What am I to tell people? Ben hoca değilim ki. I'm not a hoca. Yo, sadece hocalara ait değil ki bu. 
And the Sheikh Mahmoud Afan answered, he said, well, this isn't simply the ulama's job, this isn't just the hoca's job. Mesela beş vakit namaz kılıyorsan namaz anlatacaksın. For instance, if you're praying five times a day, then you need to be talking about praying five times a day. Oruç diyorsan orucu anlatacaksın. If you're fasting, you need to be talking and explaining about fasting. Yalan söylemiyorsan, yalanı terk etmeyi anlatacaksın. If Zararını you, anlatacaksın. If you don't lie, then you need, to, you need to teach people about not lying and to, to, and to stay by the truth. Buna benzer ifadeler. This is what he said. You should say things like this is what he said. Aslında görevimi anlatırken aynı zamanda tebliğ yapıyor. When you look at it, he was uh, he was explaining to me what my job is, but he was also doing tebliğ to me. Allah demek istiyor ki bak namazsız olmaz, yalanlı olmaz, dertsiz olmaz. What you see, he's uh, you know, what he's actually saying is nothing happens without salah, nothing yeah. happens without fasting, nothing happens with when you're telling that lies. Yani özetle öğrendiğini öğreteceksin, anladığını anlatacaksın. Yaşadığını yaşatacaksın. İslam bu kadar kolay. He said you're going to teach what you've learned, you're going to explain what you've understood and you're going to live by what you learned. O kadar tesirli oldu ki üzerimde. It affected me in such a way. İlk vaazımda bir müftüye yaptım. <gülüyor> he went Allah. and he gave his first sermon to a müftü. Yes, went and he preached to a müftü. Müftü ben dedi sen Şeyh Mahmud Efendi'nin talebesi misin? And the müftü turned to him and said, are, are you a student of Şeyh Mahmud Efendi? Yes, I know. Evet dedim. And I said, yes. İlk zamanlar olur böyle dedi. And he said, yeah, when you first start out, this will happen to you. Ya Rabbi. Ama dedi yavaş yavaş tabandan başla dedi, merdiven merdiven çık. <gülüyor> and then he said, you, you start from the ground floor and then you'll take a step by step and you'll get back up there ya inşallah. Ya Rabbi. Yani ben Mehmet Turan olarak, şahsım olarak üstadımızla tanıştıktan sonraki e, zaman ile önceki zamanı iki kısma ayırıyorum. It, me as an individual, as Mehmet Turan, I separate the times before I met Sheikh Mahmud Efendi and the times I met after him. Yani 35 yılımız farklı, diğer kalan yaklaşık 25 yılımız farklı. 35 years of my life are different, 25 years of my life are different. Onun için bana yaşımı sordukları zaman ben 35 diyorum. That's why when people ask, I say I'm 35 years old. Maşallah. Çünkü dünyayı anlatan üstadımızla tanışmamız 35 takriben tahminen 35 yıllık bir zamana because I met the sheikh who explained to me what the dunya truly is 35 years ago. Böylelikle 80'li yılların sonunda yine şu tavsiyesiyle abinler ticarete baksın. Sen ticari bir anlayışla vakıf hizmetler, vakıf hizmetleriyle ilgilen dediği için 90'lı yıl 90 yılından itibaren 88 89'dan itibaren bu hizmetlere yönelmiş olduk. Um, at the end of the 80s in 89'da mı dedi bunu? 88 89. In either 88 or 89 he told to me your elder brothers they're going to deal with the business but I want you to deal with the hizmet to these oqaf with that business head. That's what I want you to do from now on. And from then on I started dealing with the hizmet. No. Ve o gün başladığımız hizmet bir küçük bir kulübeden başladı. And the hizmet that we started at that day was just a small shack. Bugün 44 ülke 253 bölgeye yayıldı. Today we're in 49 different nations. Kaç bölge? 43, 44 böl- ülke, 253 bölge. In 44 nation, in 44 countries and 200, 243, 253. In 253 different areas. Subhanallah. Elhamdülillah. Şimdi zaten buradaki bu ortamı görünce de hatırıma o geldi. And uh, what he said, this actually, you're going to like this a lot. He said, when I saw this little space, that's what came to my mind, that first step that I took back then. Allah'u Ekber. Yerimiz buranın yarısı kadardı. Our place was half of this. Maşallah. Üç kişi sağmıyorduk. But three of us couldn't fit in here. Ya Rab, ya Rab. Ama yer iş yapmıyor, insan hizmet yapıyor. But we saw that it's not the place that does the hizmet, it's the person that serves. Hizmetin önünde mazeret yok. There's no excuse when it comes to hizmet. Kısaca 
bu şekilde başlandı. Tabii ki hizmet aşamaları ayrı bir konu olacağı için o günden bugüne bu yönde hizmet devam ediyor elhamdülillah. Şahsım olarak da bu hizmetlerin içerisinde bazen alt tabakasında, bazen orta, bazen üst tabakasında ama ortak ve ittifakla sahada hizmete devam ediyor. Of course, you know, the steps of khidmah and where it takes was different, but alhamdulillah for these past 35 years I've been here. You know, sometimes you're in the lower levels, in lower positions, sometimes you're in the middle, sometimes you're in the upper positions. But, be, but you know, individually, as a person, I've been in the field for the past 35 years, alhamdulillah. Maşallah. Şu an İnsana Değerlendirme Dernekler Federasyonu bu 44 ülke ve 253 bölgedeki hizmetlerinin sorumluluğunu üstleniyoruz. Currently, I, um, the, the organization he heads is called IDEF. It means the, uh, the Federation of Organizations that Value Humanity. Currently, I am responsible for those khidmets that's being done in those 44 countries in 243 different areas. Subhanallah. May Allah accept. I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded by the extent of the of the reach of this organization. Alhamdulillah. I, I would love to learn more and, and our listeners and viewers as well would love to learn more about IDEF because We know, uh, we know Sheikh Mahmoud Effendi, and we know um, that you know when when you go to Mecca and you see the specific turban and yeah. the specific outfit, and you know these are the followers of Sheikh Mahmoud Effendi. And what strikes us, and what struck me in Istanbul, was the level of conviction of not only the scholars but also the the the lay people, people yeah. who are not scholars, yes. and they the living of Islam. If you can convey that, and then my my question is. Uh, tell us more about this great organization and how uh, it made such a huge difference in Istanbul Turkey. Birincisi şunu söylüyor. Ya bizler İdefi biraz tanımak istiyoruz. Çünkü bizler Mahmut Efendi'yi tanıyoruz. Mesela Mekke'ye gittiğimizde Mekke Mükerreme'de bu kisveyi gördüğümüzde direkt biz ha bunlar Efendi Hazretleri'nin talebeleri direkt direkt tanıyoruz. Ve İstanbul'a gittiğimizde bizi çok şaşırtan şey mesela sadece alimler değil Normal avam şahıslar bile böyle acayip bir dertleri var. Ya bize biraz bahseder misin bu iddeften, bu hizmetlerin de nasıl geldi buraya kadar? İsmail'e nedir, ne değildir biraz açıklar evet. mısınız bize? Şimdi zaten üstadımızın bu başlatmış olduğu hizmet 1953 yılında başladı. The hizmet der Şeyh Efendi started, started in 1953. Bugün hizmete merkezi olan İsmail Efendi, İsmail'a sonra sistem tarafından İsmail'a denilmiştir. Hakaret için. Um, the the center of that is the Ismail Efendi Cami. Currently, officially, it's been named Ismail A Cami. That's a specific, purposely done name change. A is like just uh, you would kind of someone who's kind of important. It's, it's a bit of a rude term, yeah. but it's named after Sheikhul Islam. Sheikhul Islam Ismail Efendi. Mm. So that's the actual name of it, but they changed the name to Ismaila, and unfortunately, that's how it's known today. But Alhamdulillah, that khidmet that started in 1953, the center of it is in Fatih in Ismail Efendi Cami. O günkü şartlarda Diyanet Reisliği yapan Ömer Nasuh Bilmen Efendi Diyanet İşleri Başkanı iken üstadımızı o camiye görevlendiriyor. At that time the head of the Ministry of Religious Affairs Ömer Nasuh Bilmen he's a very famous Turkish scholar in Turkey. He himself chose Şeyh Mahmud Efendi to be the imam of that mescid. Hmm. İlk zamanları İsmail Efendi Cami-i Şerif'in içerisi ahır idi. Ahır. Initially those first days those first years the interior of the Ismail Efendi Mosque was being used as a barn. Wow. Aslında üstadımızın üstadı Alaider Efendi ilk oranın tamirat ve tadilatını bizzat kendi 
altını parasıyla başlattı. In reality, the Sheikh of our Sheikh Ali Haydar Efendi, he is the first person who fixed it up. He used his own money with his own gold. He fixed Ismail Efendi messed it up. Halbuki üstadımız 5 yaşından itibaren bu ilme başlayan bir zat idi. In reality, our Sheikh, Sheikh Mahmud Efendi had started on the path of Ali when he was 5 years old. Daha çocukluğundan belliydi. Yani was, büyük bir adam, büyük bir alim olacağı. Those who knew him in his youth, they all testified today that it was apparent even from his childhood that he was going to become a great person. Yaşlıları ve çocuklar oyun oynarken o gene kitabın rahbelinin başında duruyordu. In a really weird way when his peers, when his friends and his relatives, those who are at the same age of him, they'd be out playing. He'd be staying in front of Rahla with his book, reading. Ve sürekli soran, sürekli araştıran bir kişi. He was a person who would constantly ask and constantly learn and research. İlk kürsüye çıktığı yaş 11-12-13. The first time he went up to a pulpit to give a sermon, he's 11-12 years old. Ve ilk vaaz ettiği ayet-i kerime de Alimran Suresi 104. ayet-i kerime. And the first ayet that he used, that he read in that sermon, the first one he used ever in his life. Onun için o günkü hocası öyle dedi, sen özel seçildin. And because he said this, his teacher at the time told him, you've been specifically chosen. Çünkü ilk sohbetine tebliğle, davetle başladın. Because you started your first sermon, your first sohbe, the topic you chose was tebliğ. Demek ki Allah sana buradan çok büyük kapı açacak. Demek ki Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to open very different doors to you. Yes, ya hakikaten 20'li yaşlarda iyi bir hoca, iyi bir alim, aynı zamanda ilimden öte çok takva bir şahsiyet olduğu bütün herkese kabullenildi. And all of everybody who knows him closely. At the age of, you know, in his 20s, you know, at 20s. When you're in 20s, you don't have any seriousness to you. But at the age of 20, he was a very serious scholar. He had a very strong grasp of this knowledge that he learned. And not only that, he had a very a, a very mind-boggling takva to him. Böyle bir bizatı aslında Salatin camilerine görevlendirebilirlerdi. Süleymaniyesine, Sultanahmedine, Yeni Camiye. Bütün oralara görevlendirilmedi. When you think about a man of this character... In Istanbul, we have those big mosques. They're called the Salatin Jamir because they were built by the sultans. You know, you have your Suleymani, your Ayah Sophia, your, your Sultan Ahmed, the Blue Mosque. A man of this character could have easily been been put to work in one of those masajid. Çünkü şu an kardeşimizin de görüp ziyaret ettiği Salafin Cami Şerifinin o sokağı içerisinde İslami hassasiyet ve görüntü neredeyse hiç yok idi. When you think about it, that person could have been sent there, but he was sent to the Ismail Efendi Mosque. Why? Because you you were there. You saw, you saw Ismail. You saw Chacham. You saw what the street looks like. Back then, there was there wasn't a drop of Islam in that street. There's nothing that reminded you of the faith. Fakat orada çok büyüklerinin yani Üstadı Alaydar Efendi ve Ömer Nasrullah Efendi gibi büyüklerin çok büyük firaseti vardı. There was a, when you think about it, the there was this immense foresight to those elders, Ali Haydar Efendi, the Sheikh of our Sheikh, and Imam Nasibut Binman, the, the Minister of Religious Affairs at the time, there's a very interesting foresight that made them choose that place. Çünkü burası tamamen oradaki Rum Patrikhanesiyle birlikte her zaman e, özellikle Yunan tarafından hayali kurulan, yani Patrikhane olarak oradaki varlığıyla Orayı kendi toprakları kabul eden, emellere hizmet eden bir bölgeydi o bölge. So what we have in Istanbul is we have... Rum okulu called, hala meşhurdur büyük rokumu. We have a, we have what's called, it's called a patrikhane. So it's um it's a center for the Orthodox Church. I think it, I think it's, I don't exactly know what's the exact classification. I think it's the actual center for all the Orthodox Christians in the Middle East and in Turkey. So that there's a patrikhane there. Ever since then, for the oldest, for the, for the most, ever since then, for a very long time... That area has always been used in service of the Christians who always had a, a plan for the Muslims who live in the rest of Turkey. Hmm. 
Eğer orası ihmal edilirse küffar oradan tekrar ülkemizi Anadolu'ya varana kadar burnunu sokabilir. They, they saw that if we don't take care of that spot then the küffar are going to enter from there and they're going to spread across the rest of Anadolu. Hmm. Onun için zaten İslami eserler e, Cumhuriyet dönemiyle birlikte ayaklar altına alınmış. Böyle bir aşamada en kritik, en önemli yerde görevlendirildi üstadımız. And for that reason, at a time when all artifacts of Islam, they're being treated worthlessly, they're being trampled upon, at that time they saw that this is the most important place that must be taken care of, that must be protected and defended. And that's why they took that young man that they knew who was going to be what he he became and they put him there to make sure that that fitna doesn't spread. Yes. Düşünün 18 yıl durmadan kapı çalıyor. Think about it this way. For 18 years Sheikh Muhammad Efendi went door to door knocking on people's doors. Ve ilk medrese 18 yıl sonra açılabiliyor iki Bodrum aşağıda. And it took him that 18 years to open his first medrese. Ya Rab. And it was opened two floors underground. Ya Rab. Bu yılda, ya bu da 70'e falan tekabül ediyor. 1970'lerde. That's about the 1970s. Ve o zaman buyuruyor ki elhamdülillah bu aşı bu maya tuttu. Okay. So this is a Turkish term. It's kind of hard to translate. I maybe I'm not going to translate it properly. But when he that Omedes opened up, he said elhamdülillah finally we've uh, we're taking hold now. Maşallah. Üstadımız 3-5 kişiyiz. Nasıl olacak bu? diye soruyor. Of course they asked. I mean this medrese is new. It's two floors underground and he only has a few students. Maybe four or five at most. They ask how is that going to happen? Olsun. Onlar bu dinin Türkiye'den kaldırdıklarına inandıkları bir zamanda bir medrese bir talebe bile çok büyük iştir. He said at a time when those who have hatred towards Islam in their heart at a time when they thought that they had removed Islam completely one medrese one student is enough it's more than enough. Ya Rab. Ve ondan sonra o kadar bereketlendi ki 10 yıl içerisinde yani e, neredeyse Türkiye'nin yarısına tekabül eden bir hizmete dönüştü. And after that a, they a, a, a very very surprising bereket. They found this very surprising bereket. Within 10 years they were able to spread to nearly half of Turkey. Yes, en önemli özelliği sünnet-seniye ittiba. The most important characteristic of this khidme, the most important characteristic of the da'wah of Sheikh Muhammed Efendi is the adherence to the sunnah. Bilerek bir sünneti bile terk etmek tercihi değil. He would, for him, there's no choice to knowingly not abide the sunnah. Zaten onun için hep tavsiyesi şudur. Bilerek üç sünneti terk edersen benim sözümü dinlemeyin. And because of this, you know, sensitivity of his, there's a very famous saying where he told his students, he would say this very often, that if you see me not ob- not abiding by the sunnah purposefully, three times, never listen to me ever again. Ya Rab. Bize bir babanın evladına baktığı gibi baktı. He took care of us like a father would his son. Günlük üç dört saate geçen bir uyku hayatı yok. Uh, we know, and those who are close to him all bear witness to this, that he wouldn't sleep anything more than three to four hours a day. He was always busy. Kendi zaten bunu ifade etmez ama çevresinden sürekli beraber olan ve aile etrafından duyduğumuz kadarıyla kaçırdığı bir teheccüd yok. This is not something that he has ever told anyone, but we know this from his relatives, his sons, his daughters and those who are close to him. There's not been a single time in his life where he hasn't woken up for teheccüd and prayed teheccüd. Ya Allah. Bir bardağı arabada unuttuğu için 15 kilometre tekrar geri dönüp o bardağı teslim etmek. One time when he was on a on a, on a, on a traveling somewhere they stopped by a gas station they took a cup of water they forgot someone forgot the cup of water in the car when they noticed it's just a simple cup of water when they noticed they forgot the cup they turned the car around drove back 20 20 kilometers and left that cup with the owner of it 
50 kilometre dağ köyüne bir hanım çarşafını çıkaracak zorlanıyor. Yani zorluyorlar onu. Haberini alır almaz tek bir tane kadının çarşafını çıkarmasın için 50 kilometre dağ köyüne çıkan bir kişi için. Um, you came to Ismail, you saw the way the women dressed. That's called yeah. the charshaf. Yeah. The Sheikh Mahmoud Fan had a very, very, very specific insistence on the charshaf because he was of the opinion that it was Hijab. the best form of tasaddur. Mm. Mm. When he heard that there was this one woman who was wearing the charshaf, but her relatives were pressuring her to stop wearing it, he went up a mountain. He went up a distance of about 50 kilometers to go and help that one lady who was being pressured to take off her charshaf. Bir hocası emniyete alınıp, dört gün emniyette kaldığı için dört gün evine uğramayan, ve sürekli secdede onun için boş kaldığı vakitlerde dua eden ve gayret eden because his teacher was arrested and was being held in the poli- in, in a police station for four days he, the, his teacher was held for four days for four days he didn't go home he was always praying for his teacher always praying for his teacher during the sujood always talking about and thinking about him camide bile idare elektriğini kullanmadan kendi evinden çektirdiği o kablo ile çektirdiği elektrikten istifade eden efendim hocam yani Peki, normal şey. evinden elektriği çekip kullanıyor. Camideki elektriği kullanmıyor. İmam odasında şahsi elektriğini kullanıyor. So what he would do. So remember he's the official imam of the meshit, right? So he has his own little room. If if he was going to use the room for a private purpose, right? He had a separate electrical line drawn from his home so he could turn on the lights with his own electricity. Yeah. It's going to be personal, right? You know as you know how say the normal used to do. That's what he would do. Yeah, he had a separate electrical line. He would turn that light on when it's personal. That's what he'd use. Tebliğ ve davete çıktığı günlere hesap edip imam olduğu için o maaşını fazla aldığını düşünerek onu tekrar iade eden. So he would go on trips for da'wah and tebliğ, right? He would calculate the days that he wasn't in the masjid and he would calculate how much of his salary is actually reflected by that and he would give that back <coughs> To, the, to, to his to his well, his employer's estate, so he'd return that money to the state, saying, "I didn't work for this, so you paid me too much." Kendi babalarına kalma çaylıklarından toplanan parayla basit bir daire yaparken bile daire bitene kadar yanına uğramayan. With the with the with, so in he's from uh, Sheikh Mohammed Efendi is from the Black Sea. In the Black Sea, it's a very mountainous place. They grow tea, so it's very famous. Everyone from the Black Sea has an, an ancestral little tea garden that they have tea growing. With the money that he would earn from that tea, uh, he for himself he had a little apartment built. While that apartment was under construction, he didn't visit it even once. Eğer ben buraya gelip çıkarsam, bu hoca da dünyacı çıktı derler. Dolayısıyla İslam zarar görür diyen. And he said that he didn't do that because because of this reason. He said if people were to see me enter this apartment, they'd say, "Oh, look, that that imam, that scholar, he's also a lover of the of the dunya." From this, Islam would be harmed. It's not me, but people would start thinking less about Islam. So for that reason, he didn't visit it once while I was under construction. İstanbul'un en güzel yeri Çamlıca Tepesi'ne çıktınız mı? Did you go to that one hill, Çamlıca Hill, while you were in Istanbul? It's this very nice hill. Bu yeni caminin olduğu yer. Evet. That where that new mosque has been constructed. No, no. Yok, We saw it from a distance though. Uzaktan görmüşler ama gitmemişler. Tamam. Oranın en güzel yerinde bir iş adamı kendisine bir daire bağışladı. Um, in one of the most wonderful plots on that hill, a businessman donated a plot of land to him. Sizin şahsınıza. For you personally, is what the businessman said. Kendisi dedi, ben aldım kabul ettim ama medreseye vakfediyorum. <laughs> He said, okay, I accept, but I'm making a welcome for a medrese. Ya Rab. Dediler efendim ya, siz istirahat edin. Yani burada biraz, ben özel şahsınıza burayı yaptım. 
the person who gave him the land said, well, I gave this to you so you may rest. You know, it's personal. Why are you doing that? Medreseden daha garanti evi olur mu? And what he said is, is there a more guaranteed home than a medrese? Allah, Allah. Onun için onun hiç e, evran hiçbir şekilde kendi üzerine kabul etmeyen ve medreseye vakfettiren. Bir daha söyleyeyim hocam. Üzerine almayıp medreseye vakfettiren bir şahıs. Whenever, whenever would, uh, someone would want to give him a plot of land, he would never have his own name written on it ever. He would immediately have it registered as vakf and give it for the medaris. Şimdi kardeşimiz öyle bir soru sordu ki, sabaha kadar bunları anlatsak ben bu örnekleri bitiremem. Now the thing is, you kind of messed up because you asked such a question. If you were to sit and talk about examples like this, we'd be here all day long. <gülüyor> o zaman biz bu programların devamında burada sözünü vererek uzaktan da olsa katılım sağlarız. Ara ara inşallah bu tip yayınlarla daha birçok özelliklerini paylaşırız kardeşim. Şu örnekle bitirmiş olayım. Ehlullah'ın kerameti yaşadığı şeratidir. Şeratsiz tarikat olmaz. The, tr- the true kerame of the waliullah is the life that they lead, the sharia that they abide by. Mm. That's the true kerame of the waliullah. Onun için ilim, amel, ihlas kazanmak istiyorsanız tebliğ, tedris, tasavvuf üçgeninde çalışacaksınız. Maşallah. Tasavvuf without ilim is not worth anything. O son tarafı bir daha söyler misin hocam? 3T. 3T, evet. Tebliğ, tedris, evet. tasavvuf. Teskiye. Tamam. Ee, Bu üç olur ise ilim, amel, ihlas olur. If you want to achieve and uh, in in obtaining ilim, amel and ihlas, then you need tebliğ, you need tedris, and you need teskiye, you need tasavvuf. Aman göreyim sizi dünyanın her mahallesinde bir erkek bir kız medresesi açın. And then he said, Şeyh Mahmud Efendi said, show me, go out and make a medrese for the boys and girls in each street. Allah. In each Erkekler erkek hocadan, hanımlar hanım hocadan. The, the boys will be taught by men and the girls will be taught by women. Hanımların mutfakçısı, temizlikçisine varana kadar hepsi hanım olacak, hocası da dahil. In the girls medrese, the cleaning, the janitorial, all the cooking, everything should be done by women. Erkeklerinde erkek olacak. And the same thing vice versa for the male medrese. Kız medresesinden içeriye erkek sinek dahi girmeyecek. A male fly shouldn't even enter into the girls medresesi. Allah Allah Allah. Erkek medresesinde dişi sinek girmeyecek. And the same way a female fly shouldn't be even be entering a male medresesi. O kadar dikkat edeceksiniz. You, you must all be this careful when it comes to this matter. Bunun adı Mahmud Efendi. This is what Mahmud Efendi was. Ya Rab subhanallah. Biraz kısa oldu bu yani. Ama. This is a bit short though, you know. We, we yeah, haven't been able to yeah, get into yeah. it properly. Rahimahullahu rahmetahu wasi'ah. You know, it's so important that we highlight this because there is a huge interest from the South African Muslim community to go to Turkey. Generally, it's for, you know, sightseeing and holiday. And this often uh, stems forth from the binge watching of Ertugur and the likes of that. You have no idea how much we're suffering from Ertugur. No, no. However, however, the one thing that people don't realize is that the Islam that they witness in in those programs uh, is not the same Islam that they're witnessing today in the sense that it continued from then until now. Yeah. But that rather Islam almost disappeared from yeah, Turkey. And definitely. the revival that you see now is why Sheikh Mahmoud Efendi has been given the, ter- the term uh, Mujaddid. Yes, that's you right. Know, because he's, he really revived the religion um, for the most part for many Muslims there. You can genuinely and very comfortably say that the actual silsila of the Quran itself, as yeah. you know, when you study from a teacher to teacher, 
that Sisida only exists in Turkey by the grace of four, four or three people. No. That's how much repression there's. That's how many people they killed. They they executed about nine thousand scholars. What, so when our South African brothers, when they go to the Blue Mosque, they're going to see that nice square in front of the Blue Mosque. It used to be an old um, Roman uh, Colosseum. They used to rain, race chariots. No. In fact, if one of the some older people, if they've ever watched that movie Ben Hur, that take places there. You may not remember it, but no. yeah, in that square. The scholars that executed were hung there. Yes, I know. Old Turks, like old elder fellows, will remember in their youth walking down and seeing scholars with their turbans and their beards hanging from there, swinging. Yeah. So, so uh, I would like to go over to Sheikh Salahuddin, inshallah ta'ala, for, you know, just tell us who he is and what he does in Idif, okay, because he's got a very special role, mashallah. Okay, inshallah. Farakallahu fikum. Salahuddin, sizin. Kendinizi tanıtmanızı, İDEF'te ne işle meşgul olduğunuzu bir tanıtmanızı istiyoruz hocam. Euzubillahimineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Biraz kendinizi doğru çeker misin hocam? Muhammedi ve ala ve sahbihi ecmain. Tabii ki adım Selahattin Ceylan. Aslen Erzurumluyum. Yani Türkiye'nin doğusunda. Ama İstanbul doğumluyuz. İstanbul'da ikamet ediyoruz. Hafızlığımı Türkiye'de yaptım. Daha sonra e, İslam ilimler, şer'i ilimleri okumak üzere hocalarımızın da e, emriyle, izniyle Pakistan'a gittim. 7 yıl orada e, İslam ilimler tahsili yaptım. My name is Selahattin Ceylan. Um, my family is originally from Erzurum. That's a province in the east of Turkey. But alhamdulillah I was born and raised in Istanbul. In the same way I did my hubs in Istanbul. And then with the permission of my teachers, I went to Pakistan to study Islamic science and Islamic knowledges. I spent 7 years in Pakistan. Ee, tabii döndükten sonra yine hocalarımızın uygun görmesiyle e, Pakistan'da birkaç yabancı dili öğrendiğimden dolayı e, bizi bu işlere layık gördüler. Onların da emriyle yine izniyle e, İddef'te çalışmaya başladım. And once I returned, you know, due to me learning several languages in Pakistan, my my teacher saw it fit that I start serving in İddef by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I started working with İddef. İlk görevim olarak e, Batı Afrika'da İddef'imizin yapmış olduğu e, büyük bir külliye var, kompleks var, İslamik kompleks. E, i̇çerisinde büyükçe bir Osmanlı mimarisiyle yapılmış camimiz var. Yine medreselerimiz vesaire, aşevimiz, e, her türlü hizmetin verildiği gerçekten büyük bir kompleks var. Uh, so the first job that I was given is um, İddef had constructed a very large complex in Guinea Conakry. Um, it has its own uh, mosque built in Ottoman style. It has two separate madaris, one for younger children, uh, one, young, one for the ulum sharia and tahfil, alhamdulillah. I was put in charge of running that uh, that complex. Buranın yönetim ve idaresiyle birlikte hizmetinde bulunmak için Gine Konakri'ye gönderildim hocalarımız tarafından. To manage and run that place, I was sent there and I spent a year there, alhamdulillah. Orada yaklaşık bir yıl kaldım. Hizmet ettikten sonra tekrar hocalarımız e, İddef Genel Merkezi'ne aldılar beni. After a year there, my teacher, they brought me back and they told me to stay in Istanbul and I started working in the central office of İddef. Şu anda da İddef Genel Merkezi'nde eğitim birim sorumlusu olarak görev yapmaktayım. Yani İddef'in bünyesi altındaki işte bütün medreselerin hizmetiyle ilgilenmeye çalışıyoruz elhamdülillah. Currently, I'm, uh, I'm, I run the education department. And I am in charge of maintaining, uh, you know, inspecting and making sure all the medallions we have are running properly. We're in the same department. Mashallah. And we always uh, 
<gülüyor> We communicate through debate. Maşallah. Şu an programda olduğumuz için pek böyle münazara yapamıyorlar. Well, you know, because they're on a program right now, they can't really, uh, you know, debate too much and argue too much. Afganistan aslında oraya detaylı girerse genelde 200 yıl önceden başlamamız gerekecek. If we were to start talking in detail about Afghanistan, we probably have to go back about 200 years. Maşallah. Tabii bu bu programın şeyi değil. That's not something that that's we're going to be doing here right now. It's not appropriate. Ama son dönemlerde yaklaşık 43 yıllık bir mücadelenin neticesi. But what we have right now is a completion of a struggle that continued for the last 43 years. İki İngiliz savaşı. Two wars with the English. Ve İngiliz imparatorluğunun zayıflatılması. And the weakening of the English Empire. Sovyet Sosyalist Cumhuriyetler Birliği'nin dağıtılması, dağılması. A war with the Soviet uh, Soviet Union. So, no, the Socialist Republic of Soviet States, or whatever that, whatever that is, a hmm. war with them, and the dissolution of it because of that war. Amerika Birleşik Devletleri ile birlikte 52 NATO ülkesinin bozgun olamaz. And America, along with 52 NATO countries, you know, attacking and leaving there in defeat. Your people, my people, technically speaking, I guess you could say that. I don't identify with the U.S. federal government too much. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that later, though. Yani bu çok önemli bir mesele. This actually a very important thing. Onun için bunun üzerine titizlikle durup çok büyük çalışmalar yapıldı. We have to be very sensitive when it comes to this and we hmm. have to we have to really read into it properly. Yeah. Son iki yıla yakın zaman dilimi içerisinde bunun üzerine özel bir gayret ve yoğunluk gösterdik. For the past two years me individually as in Toronto himself is saying I myself have spent a great deal of effort to try and understand and really put a name on this. Bunun için derler ki Afganistan'a sahip olan Tüm Orta Asya ve dünyaya sahip olur. It's said that he who controls Afghanistan controls all of Central Asia and the rest of Asia. Yes, yeah. Orta Asya'yı elinden kaçıran Orta Asya'yı ve dünyayı elinden kaybeder. Those who aren't able to control Central Asia in reality they lose control over the rest of the world. Ve sürekli üzerinde oyun oynanan bir coğrafyadır. It's a place that have there have many different kind of political games that have been afoot. Gerçek adı Horasan'dır. The real the, the, the true name when you think about it Afghanistan the true name of is what we always call it Horasan. Ama e, İngilizler bunu Afganistan olarak değiştirmişlerdir. But the English are the one who came up with that name Afghanistan. They're the one who put that name there. Osmanlı'ya Türkler dedikleri gibi. The same way they called the Ottomans the Ottoman Empire Turks. <gülüyor> Çünkü Afgan demek Peştun demek. Because in reality Afgan means Peşto. Yani o coğrafya bir kavme indirilecek kadar basit bir coğrafya değil. That place isn't isn't so simple that you can just you know bring it down to one simple ethnicity. There's more yeah. to it than that. Yeah. Osmanlı'da yedi asır sadece Türklere hizmet etmedi, Türklere hitap etmedi. And you know when you you go ahead and call the Ottomans Turks, they didn't serve just the Turks for seven centuries. Onun için diyorum çok önemli bir coğrafya. It's it's for that reason I'm saying it's a very very important place. Mm. Netice olarak şu an e, yeni bir sistem kuruldu. Right now, there's this new system that's been founded there. Ve buradaki kardeşlerimiz her ülkede kendi iç işlerine saygı istedikleri gibi tek istedikleri şey bizim iç işlerimize saygı duyun. And the the people there who are living there currently, in the same way that they have respect for other countries' internal affairs, they want other countries to show them that same respect and not interfere with them in their lives. 34 eyaletimiz, 30 milyon aşkın nüfusumuz var. 40 milyona yakın herhalde değil We mi? We have sanırım? about 34 states and about 40 million people. Biz bir ülkeyiz. We are a country, a nation. Yeni bir sisteme geçtik. And we having a, we have this new administration. Yokluğumuz çok. We have physical, material poverty, yes. İhtiyaçlarımız çok. And we have a lot of things that we need. 
Geçmişte çok olumsuzluklar yaşadık. We lived and survived through many negativities in the past. Genel af ilan ettik. We at this point in time we we have granted a general pardon to anything that happened in the past. Husumetler yes, bitti. There's no more feud. Artık bu ülkeyi Özbekler, Peştunlar, efendime söyleyeyim Türkmenler, Tacikler, Farisiler diye ayırmayacaksınız. From now on we're not going to separate this country among ethnic lines. We're not going to say Özbeks, Türkmens, Peştos, Farisis, Taciks. We're going to get rid of these divisions. Sadece İslam emirliği olarak tanıyacaksınız. We we are going to identify this country not by these ethnic divisions anymore but by the simple fact that it's an emirate of Islam. Allah. Tanırsanız seviniriz. If you, you know, identify it as such, we appreciate it very much. Tanımasanız da üzülmeyiz. And, but if you don't, well, that's not really our problem. That won't. Biz şimdi halkımızla birlikte bundan önce yaşadıklarımızdan da tecrübe edinerek İslam emirliğini kuvvetlendirmek için var gücümüzle çalışacağız. We with our with our people in our land, what we're going to do from now on is try our very best to make our country a better place to live inshallah. Amin, amin. Ve neredeyse bir buçuk seneye yaklaştı. It's been about a year and a half. Güvenlik neredeyse yüzde yüze yakın sağlandı. Elhamdülillah safety is is a, it's very widespread. You can almost say it's 100% safe. Tabii ki olaylar çıkarılmaya çalışılıyor. Of course there is some uh, events that are trying to be made to happen. Hmm. Some some hmm. some people are trying to make problems happen. Yeah. Tabii ki düşmanları bitmiş değil. And you know it's uh, it's not logical to say that they no longer have any enemies of any sort. Çünkü kıyamete kadar İslam, İslam'ın düşmanları var olacak. Mm. Because until Yom Kıyamet, the enemies of Islam are going to continue to exist. Yeah. Küfürle iman birbirlerinden hiçbir zaman hoşlukta razı olmayacak. Küfür and iman are never going to be okay with each other, never going to accept each other. There's always going to be a difference between the two. Mm. Ne Müslümanlar küfre rıza gösterecek, ne de kafirler İslam'a rıza gösterecek. The müminin aren't going to accept küfür and the kafirun aren't going to accept iman. Bu zaten adetullah sünnetullah. This is adetullah, this is sünnetullah, this isn't going to change. Bu açıdan orası ayrı bir bahis. That's, that's another topic. Ama kabul edelim bugün emniyeti sağlanmış, halkıyla büyük oranda anlaşılmış, neredeyse ihtilaf e, yok denecek kadar azaltılmış, e, çok ciddi bir başarı var ortada. But put that to one end, what we need to understand is there's a new nation, a new administration that's at peace with its own people, that has secured their own safety and who are building towards a better future. This is truly, truly a great victory. Hissettirmemeye çalışsalar da dünyada biraz şaşkınlık, biraz da e, hayretler içerisinde bu olaylara e, rıza göstermeye başladılar. You know, even if there, um, you know, there's some, there are some who don't want this to be known and understood, but over time, inshallah, they're going to be amazed and surprised, and they're going to see what actually is. Peki biz ne yapabilirdik burada? So, but then the question is, what can we do here? What Hı. can we do for them? Biz bir sivil toplum kuruluşuyuz, devlet değiliz. We, as IDEF, we're an NGO, we're not a government organization. Devletimiz insani yardım olarak hemen ilk andan itibaren e, trenleri seferber etti. The first, the, our nation at the first chance, what it did, Turkey sent uh, trains of hope, trains laden with humanitarian aid. Yaklaşık e, 2503 bin vagon civarında insani yardım malzemeleri ulaştırıldı. We sent about uh, 2500 containers, train carts full of humanitarian Türkiye'de aid. devlet millet kaynaşmasıyla bu organizasyon yapıldı elhamdülillah. And what happened is Turkey with cooperation between the government and you know NGOs like us elhamdülillah with cooperation we achieved this elhamdülillah. Tabii ki bu önemli bir destekti. But this you know, one end this is an important kind of support. Fakat o kardeşlerimiz daha önemli desteklerin e, üzerinde durdular. But in reality our brothers there They're focusing on a, on, on a different kind of support. Hmm. Bu açlık bizim için sorun değil. Zaten uzun müddet dağlarda yaşadık, alıştık. 
what they say is hunger isn't isn't really a problem for us. We we lived through that hunger for a long time in the mountains. Hatta Enes Akkani ile takas edilen bir üniversite profesörü ile Müslüman sonradan Müslüman özel görüştük. They had an opportunity to meet with a um, a university professor who was was being kept as a prisoner. He was traded with um, a man by the name of Enes Hakkani. They got the opportunity to speak with that university professor. Australialı Cebrail Ömer. He's an Aust- uh, Australian an Australian man by the name of Cebrail Ömer. Ha, şu an meşhur zaten dünya tarafından tanınıyor. He's by he's pretty Eski famous. Timothy Wicks. His old name was Timothy Wicks. <gülüyor> Ve Takas'tan sonra da Afganistan'ı terk etmedi. And so he was initially being held captive by the Taliban. They exchanged him for a prisoner. He stayed in Afghanistan. He didn't leave. Sordular ona neden terk etmedi? Why didn't you leave? Ben üç buçuk yıl bunların içerisinde insanlığımı öğrendim. He said, I spent three and a half years with them and I learned what humanity means. Yes, ne kadar zor şartlarda olduklarını görüyordum. I saw how much they suffered and difficulty they went through. Ama ne yiyeceğimi eksik ettiler, ne giyeceğimi eksik ettiler, ne de banyo ihtiyacımı varana kadar hepsini yerine getirdiler. Even even though they went through all that difficulty, I didn't want for food, I didn't want for clothing, I, I could even take baths comfortably. Aynı zamanda bir kadın gazeteci de aynı şeyi söyledi. And uh, a female reporter who was also being held captive reported the same thing, said the same thing. <gülüyor> Bunlar kendileri günlerce, aylarca banyo yapacak ortamları yokken bize bütün imkanlarını seferber ederek banyo ihtiyacımıza varana kadar ihtiyaçlarımızı gördüler. Those people that we thought were our enemies, despite them not having, you know, an opportunity to wash themselves for months on end, would would put forth an immense effort to ensure that we, you know, their prisoners had the chance to wash and clean ourselves. Bu mu size Müslüman yaptı diye sorulduğunda? And we bu davranış mı yani? And when he, when you know when he was asked, is this treatment Is that what convinced you to become a Muslim? Hayır, bu insanlar esaretimiz dönemince bir kere dönüş bizim yüzümüze bakmadılar. No, he said that's not the reason why. Um, during bir daha söyleyin hocam. Bir kere dönüp esaretimiz sürecinde yüzümüze bakmadılar. Kadın söylüyor bunu. Oh, Kadın söylüyor. The, the, um, the, the, the, the woman reporter is one who's answering this. They asked her, is this treatment what is what convinced you to, be, to convert? She said no. She said during the entire time I was imprisoned, they didn't look at my face once. Ya Rabbi. İşte bu utanarak bizden uzaklaşmalarından karar getirdim ki getirdik hatta iki arkadaşlar bu güzel bir din bu insanlar güzel insanlar biz hata yapıyoruz. They were in prison together and they, they they were friends when they saw the way they um you know uh, the the shame and embarrassment yeah. they had and they were turned away from that woman they saw that this is this is the true faith. Acaba Müslümanların hanımları bizim ordumuzun eline düşseydi ne olurdu? Onu düşünmeyi hayal bile edemedik. And he herself, she herself said this. Uh, when I think about what would happen to the wives of the Müminin if they were to fall into the hands of our soldiers, I, I balk at the thought. Bu iki örneğin için verdim. Why do I, why did I give these two examples? Yani onlar için açlık, ihtiyaç sorun değil. For them, you know, poverty, hunger, these aren't issues. Fakat 20 yıldır Amerika Birleşik Devletleri ile 50 kenar ülkesinin elinde yetişen bir topluluk var ki bunlar. E, ihtiyaca dayanamazlar. But there's this new generation, this young generation of people who were essentially raised under the yoke of America and 52 the the the, the 52 nations that are members of NATO. And those that generation they won't be able to stand hunger, they won't be able to stand poverty. Hmm. Onun için şimdiki emirlik genel af ilan ederek 
bütün öski görevlilerin görevine devam etmesini sağladı. And for that reason, the current administration announced a general pardon and promised and is currently in effect not changing the employment of any government bureaucrats. Biz savaşı kazananlar olarak gene sinemize çekeceğiz. Bütün yoklukları, sıkıntıları biz kendimiz göğüsleyeceğiz. Us, Ama the, halkı ezdirmeyeceğiz. Us as the victors, we're going to ensure that if someone suffers, it's going to be us, not the people. Yani en önemli görevimiz bu olacak. They, they, they say and they act and it shows, they say that this is our most important mission. İşte bundan dolayı Türk ulemasıyla ziyarete gittiğimiz zaman e, kendileri de bunun en büyük, en önemli desteğin bu olduğunu bizzat bütün ilgili bakanlıklarda kendileri itiraf ettiler. And when we took a delegation of scholars from Turkey and we visited them, they, um, you know, they also bore witness to this and they testified to this being the truth. Devletlerin tanıyıp tanımaması tabii ki siyasi olarak önemli ama asıl önemli olan mümin ve Müslümanların ulema grubunun gönlünde kalbinde yer edebilmemiz. You know, politically speaking, it's important to be recognized, you know, by nations. But what's actually what's the most important thing is to is to be able to occupy a place in the heart of the ulema. Çünkü bu sistem ulema sistemi. Because that can hangisi? Emirlik, İslam emirliği oh. bir ulema sistemi. Because in the emirate it's a it's a system based around the scholars. Hmm. 34 eyaletteki valilerin hepsi ulemadan. The governors of 34 of the 34 provinces are all scholars. İlgili bakanlar her ne kadar kendilerine ulema demeseler de biz bizzat ziyaretlerimizde ve önceki iletişimlerde de gördük ki onlar da ulemadan. The ministers they they have no kind of you know, um... They don't call themselves scholars, of course, but we know from our previous interaction with them, and you can also tell from a person the way, the way he walks and talks, even the ministers, all of them, they're all scholars, mashallah. Onun için savaşı kazananların yönettiği değil, savaş kazanıldıktan sonra ulemanın yönetim içerisinde olduğu bir sistemi biz bahsediyoruz. That's why we're, what we see, we're not seeing a, a new administration that's going to be run by the victors hmm. of a war. We see the administration of scholars. That's what's hmm. going to come into play inshallah. Onun için biz hmm. ittef olarak tamamen sistemin güçlenmesi açısından önemli olan adımlar attık. That's why we as iddef, we see at it as critical to give support to ensure that they as a nation can continue hmm. and to get better and stronger and bigger. İşte yollar tamamen harabe olmuş. Devlet zor imkanlarla yollarını yapmaya çalışıyor. For instance, the roads are horrible. Hmm. The, the, the nation with its meager means are trying to fix them up. Ama yolların üzerinde ibadet edilebilecek, hele hele hanımların abdestlerini tazeleyip, ihtiyaçlarını görüp bir istirahat edebileceği bir mekanları yok. Yani o dinleme tesis diyoruz ya bizim. O yok. But hmm. even greater than that, you know that thing we call a rest stop? There's no mescid that anyone can stop and pray at. There's no hmm. place where a woman can get her wudu and pray her salah. Hmm. In anywhere, when you let's say you want to go on a trip, you can't find anything of the sort. On için elişer kilometre arayla ülkeyi e, kucaklayacak şekilde 50, 60, 70 kilometre aralıklarla 50 tane mescit ve şadırvan ihtiyaç yerleri yapmaya karar verdik. That's why we as IDF have decided to we have 50 mescids and um, you know wudu areas planned. We're going to place them out. Uh, every 50 kilometers and every 50 kilometers you're going to have a rest stop somewhere you can pray and you can get your wudu inshallah. bunların 5 tanesi tamamlanmalı. finished five of them. Maşallah. They're almost finished. İnşallah 3 sene içerisinde 50 tanesi tamamlanacak. And our goal is to finish the rest the 45 rest at the end of 3 years inshallah. Yine, yine en çok dünyanın dikkatini çeken işte Afganistan'da mevcut sistem İslam emirliği kız çocuklarını okutmuyor. 
And this and this other hot topic that's always been talked about. They say that the the the emirate isn't allowing for the education of girls or something along those lines. Bu koskoca yalan bir iftiradır. This is nothing but a lie. Ve orada eğitim kısıtlaması yok. There's no restriction in terms of education there. Sadece İslam emirliği saygı duyulmasını istiyor. The only thing that the emirate wants is to be respected. Neye saygı duyulmasını istiyor? But what do they want? What do they want to be respect paid to? Her ülkenin bir iç iç yürü, hizmet yürütülmesi var. Every nation has their own internal affairs how they manage them. Eğitim bakanlığı var, Diyanet Bakanlığı var. Biz onlara saygı duyuyoruz. Every country has their own Ministry of Education, Ministry of Religious Affairs, and you know we we respect those. Bizim de içişlerimizle alakalı yeni yönetmeliklerimiz var. And we as well we have our own directives that we want to follow internally speaking. Biz bir İslam devleti kurduk. We we founded an Islamic nation. Dolayısıyla bizim anayasamız İslam hükümlerine göre. That's why our constitution is the laws of Islam. Tabii ki kız çocukları okuyacak. Of course girls are going to study. Ama bizim yönetmenliğimize, kurduğumuz sisteme göre okuyacak. But they're going to study in the way that our laws allow. Kız çocukları hanım öğretmenlerden okuyacak. The girls are going to be taught by female teachers. İçerisinde İslam eğitimlerle birlikte fizik, kimya, astronomi, biyoloji hepsi olacak. Along with normal secular subject along with the the the um the relations and the opposite along with their religious subjects they're going to be taught their secular subject hmm. math geography history ama bunun için mekan eksikliğimiz var onları tamamlamamız lazım but what we have right now and this is their own statement is we don't have the space for it currently that's what they need hmm. ve bunun İslam emirliğinin bu niyetinin tüm dünyaya gerçek manada duyurabilmek için biz gene idef olarak insan devletler federasyonu olarak 50 tane ayrı ayrı eyaletlerde 50 köy medreseleri kurma kararı aldık. And to be able to announce this intention on on behalf of the Emirate, we as IDEF individually, we undertook a program to make 50 different what we call village medaris, village medreses specifically to target the girls so that they can get their education. Böylelikle bütün dünyaya en azından bu ihtiyacı karşılamasa da evet buyurun. Bakınız, sabahtan öğlene kadar erkek çocukları, öğlenden akşama kadar da kız çocukları bu müesseselerde eğitim görüyorlar. Even if, you know, with this project, we're not able to fulfill the need completely, we're going to be able to show to the world, we want the world to see that we want this education to happen. From the morning until the noon, the boys are going to come and study. And then from noon until the afternoon, the girls are going to come and take their classes. And, you know, once they actually have the space for the education... Well, the proper full-time education is going to continue, of course. Some people might think this is really simple. It's like a small step, but it's really important. Mm. It's actually a gigantic leap that people aren't aware of. No. Olarak, Thirdly, bu ülkede, kaldı uh, there's an immense amount of orphans currently in the nation. Mm. On both sides. Bir mücadele eden yani şu anki sistemin sahipleri olan Taliban tarafından olan yetimler. One, you have people who fought on behalf of the Taliban, their own orphans. Bir de Afgan Kuzey İttifakı adı altında kurulan ittifak ile birlikte Amerikan emrinde mücadele edenlerin e, ortaya çıkardığı yetimler. İki taraftan. Da. And also those who fought on behalf of America and the Northern Alliance, they themselves have their own orphans. Bakın şu İslam'ın güzelliğine ki bir ülke savaştan çıkıyor. İlk ilan edilende şu oluyor. Kesinlikle ayrımcılık yapmayacaksınız. Kim tarafından? Emirel Mü'minin tarafından. Look, look how beautiful Islam is. The first thing that's announced after the emirate is formed, the, the Emirel Mü'minin, the leader of the nations, 
openly states that there will be no no kind of discrimination between anybody based on any kind of past actions. Her yaptığımız yetimhanede mutlaka her iki taraftan da eşit sayıda yetim çocuklar alınacak. In hmm. every single orphanage that we construct, we're going to ensure that we have an equal amount of both sides orphans. Hmm. Çünkü hmm. biz bir devlet olduk. Because we're not we're a nation now, we're a state now. Oh. Dağda kurduğumuz sistemler devlette geçerli değil. Those what we had up in the mountains, that's not that's not how you run a country, a hmm. nation. Kin yok, nefret yok, duygu yok, hiçbir şey yok. There's no anger, there's no grudges. There's, this isn't a matter of emotion. Sadece İslam'ı hükümler ve emirler var. What we want and what we're going to apply are the laws of Islam. Dün açılmamak üzere kapatıldı. Dün bir daha zikredilmemek üzere o ağacılar kapatıldı, unutuldu. What geçmiş. happened in the past has been closed. It's never going to be brought up again. That is all gone. Artık bu ülkede düşman yok. There's no more enemy within this country anymore. Herkes birbirine dost olmak zorunda. Everyone has to be another man's friend. O zaman Devletin en önemli tesis edeceği şey adalet, adil olacaksınız. And for that the most important thing is bunu kendileri mi söylüyor hocam? Tabii tabii. And Emir el-Mu'minin. The, what Emir el-Mu'minin says and to do this the, the most important foremost thing we're going to achieve is justice, adalet. Bundan dolayı yine hedef olarak insana değer veren dernekler federasyonu olarak 5 ana noktada, büyük noktada 5 tane büyük yetimhane yapma hususunda karar aldık. And for that reason we as IDEF we took the the decision and we undertook a project to make Five, kaç kişilik hocam? Yani yaklaşık her bir yetimhane 1300 ile 2000 kişi arası. 1500 2000 kişi arası. Evet. We took we undertook a project to build five different orphanages each with a capacity between 1300 to 2000 to 2000 children all over Afghanistan in different places. Ve bu tanesinin inşaatı başladı Meydan bardakta da yetimhane var. 3 tanesi inşaat. He thought it was two, it turns out it's three. Things are continuing. Maşallah. Currently three of them are under construction. The construction has begun. Yani böyle e, proje evrak üzerindeki bilgi olmaması açısından yapılacak yerlerin şu an yapımına başlanan yerleri de sayabiliriz. Meydan Vardak, Paktiya ve Gazne. So to, to ensure that we're not just talking about something on paper. Hadi bakalım. We want to tell you what the three places are. We have one orphanage under construction in Meydan Vardak, one in Baktiya and one in Gazne. Gazne. Currently under construction. Gazne'yi de Gazne'nin Mahmut Sultan Mahmut'tan anlayabiliriz. Meşhurdu. You can remember Gazne from uh, Mahmut Gaznevi. Ve bu yetim çalışmalarını başladık elhamdülillah. Elhamdülillah we started with these orphanages. Bununla birlikte zirai çalışmalarda çok ciddi bir seferberlik başlatıldı. Şimdi kış şartları geldi ayrı bir konu. Currently in the nation there's this uh, there's a very big effort and movement towards agriculture but of course because it's winter right now they had to not much you can do about it. Yani bir görseniz bir avuç toprak bulunsa işlemeye çalışıyorlar. Karınca gibi çalışıyorlar. You'd be surprised. There's this there's very different vitality right now in the people. If they find a little plot of land, they're trying to plant something there, trying to make something happen. Peki ama bu neyle olur ziraat? But what's this agriculture going to be with? Happen with? olmadan ziraat olmaz. You can't have you can't have agriculture without water. Kaynakları çok olan, nehirleri çok olan, yağmuru çok olan bir coğrafya ülke. Afghanistan is a place with lots of rivers and lots of rain. Ama bunların toplanıp değerlendirilip kullanılır hale getirilmesi lazım. But you have to have methods of gathering hmm. this rain hmm. and using it. No. Bundan dolayıdır ki ilk küçük baraj sisteminde 4000 hanenin su ihtiyacını görecek çalışmayı başlattık. Alhamdulillah we started with a project of small scale hydroelectric dams. Hydroelectric dams. We started with the construction one of them is almost completed. Neredeydi şu an bitecek olan? Sarubi. In, in, a, Sarubi. in a town called Sarubi, we've designed and we're constructing these small-scale hydroelectric dams. Dams are, inshallah, going to provide water, su ve elektrik. Tabi o elektriğe dönüşecek. Öncelikle ziraat ve kullanım suyu. Okay, so initially, they're, they're, they're, they're, 
inshallah, we have them planned. We have, you know, the hydroelectric part of it planned. But currently, we're going to provide running water for, you know, household and agricultural use for 4,000 households. Yes, and now. Yeah, ayrı önemli noktaya yayarak inşallah 35 ila 40 bin ailenin ihtiyacını hem ziraat ve hem temiz su kullanma ihtiyacını karşılamış olacağız. We have 8,000 of these planned. We have eight of these plans. Sorry, we have eight of these dams planned. Inshallah, we're going to reach about that's forty thousand people. Inshallah, forty thousand households. My bad, forty thousand households. Inshallah. Bir ülke ayrı bir ülke olmaktan öte, bütün ümmetin kucaklaması gereken, sahiplenmesi gereken, ümmet olarak eğilip dertlenmesi gereken bir yeri paylaşmış olduk. Rather than just explain to you this this other country that's out of your borders, I, we wanted to tell you about this place that's in need of you to help them. They're your Muslim brothers. They need you to be with them at this critical time. Bu paylaştıklarımız 57 ayrı ayrı projeye tekabül ediyor. And that which we shared with you, it amounts about to 57, 57 different types of projects that we undertook and are in progress right now. Daha da önemlisi tüm bu projelerin Üç yıl içerisinde tamamlanması öngörülüyor. And more than just the number, we plan inshallah to finish all of these projects within three years. Madem ki Afganistan konusu açıldı, böyle çok kısa bir özet yapmış olduk. Yeah, you know, we, we mentioned Afghanistan in passing. We want to have a, a short little summary. Short. Yeah, yeah. Ama bu da günlerce konuşulması gereken bir mevzu. But in reality, if you were to think about it properly, this is something that we should be talking about and we'll be thinking Absolutely. about for days on end. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Subhanallah. Um, what What I really uh, take from all of that is the, the sense of hope that Idif has brought back uh, to, to the hearts of the people and it, what the people are filled with at the it's moment. Not, it's not well. just Idif. Uh, no. Sheikh Salahuddin, he spends a lot of time in Afghanistan. He comes in and goes a lot. Mm. And he says that there's this crazy vitality in the people right mm. now. Like, let's say we begin with construction. Mm. People themselves are coming from villages and volunteering to work in the construction. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. He said, you know, they find a small plot of land. They're just, they want to plant. Mm. They want to plant for the future. Mm. They're planting trees everywhere they can. So, uh, let's ask Brother Salahuddin, what is he, can, can he share some of what he's witnessed as far as the, the hope that he's seen in the people and the vitality in Shah? Hocam, şimdi böyle Afganistan'ın halkı bir ümidi var ya, böyle bir canlılığı var. Ondan biraz bahsedebilir misin? Hani gidip geliyorsunuz? Tabii ben çok kez gittim. Afganistan'a başından beri İddef adına gidiyoruz geliyoruz elhamdülillah bir gidişimde de bir ay kadar kaldım eşimle birlikte gitmiştim herhalde bu da bu, güvenliğin en güzel bunu çevireyim evet. bunu çevireyim um, elhamdülillah I've went on behalf of İddef many times ever since the Emirate was first formed in fact my first trip to Afghanistan happened one month after the war ended I actually spent the, the one month with my wife in Hı. Afghanistan Eşallah. on behalf of İddef ee, tabii e, bir hanım olduğu için yanımda onun da ayrı ayrı gözlemleri vardı. Ama biz burada şunu gördük. E, mesela işte Ramazan'dı tabii. Akşamları işte çıkıp iftara gidiyoruz herhangi bir yere ya da bir ziyarete gidiyoruz. Tamamen kendi adımıza yani özel olarak herhangi yanımızda bir koruma yok, bir rehber yok, birisi yok, bir tercüman yok. Bağımsız olarak çıkıp nasıl İstanbul'da akşam çıkıp geziyorsunuz bu şekilde biz birçok kez tecrübe ettik bunu. Elhamdülillah herhangi bir güvenlik sıkıntısı yok. Herhangi farklı bir şeyle karşılaşmadık. Tamamen bir ay boyunca sıkıntısız bir ortam gördük yani. Ömer hocamı da özendirdin şimdi ama. Şimdi. O da şimdi gelin hanımı hanımı alıp gitmek isteyecek. Gitmek istiyorum. Kesinlikle. I would like to. İnşallah. İnşallah. Um, so he spent the entirety of the month of Ramadan in this this last Ramadan in Afghanistan. Um, he went with his wife. And of course, you know, his wife has her own opinions. You know, she there's some things that she saw herself. But what they found 
is, let's say, you know, you're in town. You, you want to go out. You, know, you got for some dinner or something. It's Ramadan. They f- they found this immense sense of security. They they can go out without any kind of need of any kind of protection, any kind of guide. As if you do in any town, in any part of the world, you can just go out. Not, not, not this part of the world. <laughs> not, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. As if you were in Istanbul. As if you are in Istanbul, just going out. At night, you can take a walk. There's no reason to fear for your security at all. SubhanAllah. Ajim, Ajim. Now, uh, we take a lot of inspiration uh, from all of that, and we, we really pray, and we have been praying for the people of, of, of uh, Afghanistan and all around the world, our Muslim brothers and sisters, the, the Ummah, you know, we need the source of inspiration and the source of hope because, of course, as you know, we face many, many challenges. That's right. That's um, right. And to conclude, uh, because we, we, we kind of have to wrap up, I'd like to know, is there some inspiration that uh, Hoja Turan would like to share with us as to what drives uh, the mission of IDIF and the, the major teachings and, and what gives them so much uh, drive to carry out these projects? And as a second part to that question, um, can we look forward to a healthy relationship between the Muslims of South Africa and uh, you good people in, in Istanbul in Alhamdulillah'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'ın'
Hızır Efendi bayram efendi yetiştirme zamanı. İnşallah. Um, those two scholars, those two um, uh, hocas, their name were their names were Hazir Efendi and Bayram Efendi. Efendi is is a Turkish word. It means yeah. sir, Mister. Yeah. It literally means master, but it's used to to denote a respect towards a man. Yeah. They were both made shahid, but now it's time to raise a hundred Hazir Efendis and a hundred Bayram Efendis behind them. Inshallah. En büyük motivasyonumuz bu. Yani dünya üzerinde İslam yeryüzüne hakim olacak bu kesin. That's our greatest motivation. There's no doubt about it. Islam will spread and will be will rule this world inshallah there's no doubt about that allah promised that to us biz bunun bir köşesinde olmak istiyoruz we want to be in a corner of that hmm. bu bir motivasyondur burada hocam efendilerimiz sürekli yaşamında hayatında işte şeriatı garrayı kılı kırk yararcasına yaşamıştı bize de bunu gösterdi bunu öğretti hocalarımız da tabii bunun en büyük örnekleri büyüklerimiz başımızda allah razı olsun bu şekilde yaparak motivasyonu daha da güçlü hale And for us, Sheikh Mahmud Efendi, his his example to us, we say So as if you were dividing a hair into 40 strands, you're very, very detailed about it. In a very detailed, in a very sensitive fashion, Sheikh Mahmud Efendi, he lived the Sharia in that fashion. And that example he put forth to us, and that example that he taught our teacher, his students, our teachers, that also is what gives us the drive to live by that. Yani Güney Afrika Müslümanları aramızdaki irtibatlar ne olacak ve nasıl bir ilişkilerle bu gelişecek sorusuna gelecek olur isek. çok kuvvetli bir bağlantımız var o da Ebu Bekir Efendi. Well, first off, we have a very strong connection right now and that's Sheikh Abu Bekir Efendi in Cape Town. O ki deniz yolunu kullanmadan bile Fransa üzerinden İngiltere'den buraya gelmişse buradaki müminler Müslümanların derdiyle dertlenmişse bu bizim için en büyük bağlantı olacak. You know, he came all the way from Turkey, from England, from France, all the way along the west coast. He came here to serve Islam and to serve the, the, the believers here. That's a very important connection for us already. <gülüyor> Ve bundan sonra da Şeyh Taha, rahmetli Şeyh Taha Efendi ile başlayan bu ünsiyetimiz korona itibariyle inkıtaya uğradı. Vefatıyla birlikte tabii çok çok üzülendik. Ruhu hayırla şad olsun. Hayırlanıyoruz. O gün konuştuklarımız hiç körelmedi. Aynı istişare ettiğimiz doğrultuda başta Güney Afrika Müslümanları olmak üzere buradan nasıl ki Ümit Burnu'na kadar Afrika'da ülkelerinden buraya gelip daha da Okyanus'tan işte Endonezya tarafından e, buralara sürgün olarak kölelerin gönderildiğini ve bunların ceza olarak burada toplanıldığı bir ülkeden nasıl ki İslam doğmuşsa İslami hassasiyet doğmuşsa biz bu işin Allah'ın yardımıyla olacağına inanarak Güney Afrikalı tüm mümin ve Müslümanlarla hiçbir ayrım yapmaksızın inşallah hocam bir yerde bir yavaş yavaş git ben gene takviye alayım. başını hatırlamıyorum ki. Tek tek. Okay. I don't remember the start and so he's going to go one by one. Hocam teker teker yani tekrar söyle. Burayla Güney Afrika Müslümanlarıyla alakalı okay. ilk bağlantı sebebimiz Şeyh Taha Efendi'dir. So our first connection with Cape Town and the Muslims here happened on behalf of Mevlana Taha rahimahullah. Ve onun e, sebebiyle birçok e, dostlarımıza, Müslüman kardeşlerimize, gençlerimizle de tanışmış olduk. Elhamdülillah, because of him we also met many of our very good friends. People who we count as our good friends today, we met elhamdülillah e, by him. Maşallah. Ve o gün neler konuşulup planlanmışsa bugün aynı tazeliğini koruyor. For us, that which we talked and shared with Mevlana Taha, for that, that's still alive in our hearts. We intend to, to follow that. We had a dream, we shared a dream and inshallah we 
we are dedicated to pursuing that as if <gülüyor> it was just yesterday. Tabii neyi konuştunuz, neyi planladınız gibi hemen bir soru çıkıyor ortaya. Of course then you know someone's going to ask what, what are you talking about? What are you planning? What, what's this dream of yours? Bizim planımız ne olabilir? Hesabımız ne olabilir? Kendimizi unuturcasına sadece inananların değil, inanmayanların da kurtulacağı bir ortam için çalışmak inşallah. Tekrar söyleyin hocam. Bu bir soru ortaya çıkarıyor. Evet. O da nedir? Yani neyi planladınız? Evet. Neyi düşündünüz? Evet. Müslümanın planı ne olabilir ki? You know, you, you're, you're asking, you're wondering, you know, what's the plan here? What's the dream? But in reality you should be asking, what would a Muslim want? What would a Muslim dream for? Dünyada aynı gemide olduğumuzu düşünerek mümin Müslüman inanan inanmayan ayrımı yapmadan herkesin menfaati için, bütün toplumun menfaati için çalışmak. And that is knowing that this this earth is like a, a ship with both the believers and the non-believers on it to ensure that this earth becomes the best place in accordance with what they both need. That's what we're striving towards. Four years ago, we visited Nelson Mandela's village. We were attacked by people. They, they attacked us with a knife. And these are people who are unbelievers. Uh, the people who were with us, they said, well, you know, you probably, you probably won't be coming to South Africa again. Hayır, aksine daha çok gelmeyeceğiz, geleceğiz. No, for us this means we need to be coming here more. Yes, I know. Çünkü buradaki ihtiyaç her yerden daha fazla olduğunu anladık. That means and what we understand from here is the need here is greater than in other places. Müslümanın böyle kapalı hesabı olmaz. Uh, oh, kapalı yani perde arkasından gizli saklı işi olmaz. A believer doesn't have these kind of like, you know, secret agendas or anything of that notion. Neyi saklıyoruz? Kur'an açık. What is there to hide? The Quran is open. Bütün dünya Kur'an okuyup anlayabiliyor. All the world can read the Quran and understand it. Art niyetli olanlar da Kur'an'ı öğrenip anlayabilirler. Even those with bad intentions can learn the Quran. Kur'an okuyup anlayan herkes Müslüman hesabını kitabını anlar. Everyone who reads the Quran knows what a believer wants and what he plans. Onun için başta Güney Afrika olmak üzere hiçbir devletin idarecileri müminlerden ve Müslümanlardan gerçek hidayet ve irşat sahibi Müslümanlara Kur'an'a bağlı sünnete bağlı That's why no nation, no government anywhere suffered for any reason at the hands of proper, true believers. Because, you know, most of the nations which we work in, we, we work predominantly, we have a lot of work in Africa. Most of those governments are fundamentally Christian governments. Ve biz Hristiyan bakanların köylerine camiler medreseler yapıyoruz. We go and we build medaris and mesajid in the villages of those Christian ministers, of those Christian, you know, statesmen. And we invite those statesmen to the opening of those places. You know, within our nation, we have both believers and non-believers. By serving the need of the believers, you're preventing them from being led astray and being, you know, becoming any kind of a security risk for people here. Bugün Bakoram nereden çıktı? Şebap nereden çıktı? Where do you think you know the, the El Shabab, the Boko Haram? Where did these people come Dayı from? nereden çıktı? Where did ISIS come from? İslam'ın boşluğundan çıktı. It came because there was this vacuum, there was this void when it came to the faith. Çıkarıldı. Well, a void was made to be. Onun için Müslümanın saklısı gizlisi olmaz. For that reason, you know, a Muslim has no secret or unknown agenda. It's it's, it's obvious. Güney Afrika Müslümanlarıyla da çok açık işbirliği yapıp. Bunu bütün e, resmi organlara da duyurarak hizmet edeceğiz. İnşallah with the uh, with the Muslims of South Africa 
we're going to have a, a fruitful, healthy relationship and a good khidmah inshallah. And this is going to be known far and wide. Bak buradaki yayını yayınladık. Eğer de gizli yapmadık bunu yayınlamak için çektik. Yani you know we came here to this recording. We're going to have a you know broadcast. Well, why do we come here? We're not we're not here to hide anything. Buradan anlayabiliriz. You can understand from here what we have planned inshallah. Akşam namazı her şeyin yani bir namazı terk ettiğimiz zaman dünya içerisindeki bütün amellerden daha kıymetlidir denildiği için herhalde akşam namazı tehlikeye gireceğinden dolayı çok keyifli ve neşeli bir sohbeti burada herhalde kuvveti ihtimal kesmiş olacağız. I think you know we're going to have to keep it short because you know missing one salat is it's it's it's immeasurable. It's not something we can do. You know one prayer is worth all the actions, all the good deeds in this world. So I think we're going to be cutting we're going to be yeah. ending this you know It was a genuinely fun little conversation we yeah. had here. Or I think we're going to be cutting it here. Yeah, and as, as we do so, bismillah, bismillah. Bundan dolayı zaten e, bu programı izleyecek, bu programı dinleyecek bütün kardeşlerimize buradan ben selam ediyorum. And for that reason I say salam to all the people who are going to be listening to this broadcast and watching it. Ve bu imkanı sağlayan kardeşimize çok teşekkür ediyorum. And I'd like to thank our brother Irşad here Arkadaşlar. for helping us to ensure this happened. Bu ilk ve son olmayacak. This isn't the this is the first, Inşallah. but it's not going to be the last. I mean, I mean, Inshallah, yeah. sık sık görüşeceğiz. Inshallah, we'll be seeing yeah. each other more often. Son cümlemi kurmuş olayım. And that's my last sentence. Bu arada ben programa bir isim buldum başlık e, hocamın son konuşmalarından, son ifadelerinden sonra e, ümmetin yumuşak gücü iddef mesela. <gülüyor> yani Hristiyan bakanın köyünde medrese yeah, açıp İslam from this last little passage ama prensiplerinde katı şerri prensiplerde he found this little uh, name <gülüyor> this appropriate name for bu konuşma için yeah. that's something that you can title <gülüyor> this broadcast by you can call it <gülüyor> ne, neyin soft, soft power soft power ümmetin The, the soft power of the ummah. Soft power not in the sense of Islamic law, soft power in the way we are. But when it comes to Sharia and the laws of Sharia, no. No softness there. There's our our very strict obedience towards the law of Islam. And there's also, you know, our the way we look at a person. We invite a Christian man, a Christian minister. And when I say minister, I mean like a like a, a, a, a like a minister in the government, mm-hmm. not like a minister, like mm-hmm. a priest or some such. We invite him to the opening of a masjid in his own village. And another little detail. We thought it was the last, but it's not going to be the last. Another little principle that's very important is a Muslim doesn't work to change someone's faith. A Muslim strives to be the example that will affect that person. From the bottom of my heart and from on behalf of all of our brothers and sisters and the students of Malataha Karan especially, We would uh, we would love to extend our sincerest uh, thanks and appreciation for everything that IDF does, and uh, for the relationship that has been built up. We know our teacher has taken a lot of inspiration, especially after he visited uh, Istanbul. You know, and, really? and met everyone. Yeah, it, it was very apparent, and uh, he was also filled with a, with a, with a, with a, with a large sense of hope. And we too, after returning. You know, we were filled with a similar sense of hope. So we are very appreciative of the visit, and we are honored to be. Uh, to be part of of hosting, and we look forward to a fruitful relationship İnşallah. in the future. Inshallah, that please convey that to me. Conclude on that. Kendi dere, kendi si adına ve Taha Hoca'nın bütün talipler adına, hani bizim buraya geldiğimizi çok birincisi çok memnunlar ve çok teşekkür ediyorlar. Onlar hatırlıyorlar Taha Efendi, Mevlana Taha. 
İstanbul'a gelip İsmail'e ziyaret edip geri geldikten sonra ne kadar böyle bir şevklendirir bir ilham duyduğunu onlar görmüşlerdi. Kendileri de İstanbul İsmail'e gelip ziyaret ettiklerinde aynı şeyi onlar da hissettiler. Onun için onlar çok yani minnettarlar. Hani bizi burada ağırlamakta bir, bir taş altında bir elleri olmuş. Çok bundan çok hamd ediyorlar. Çok memnunlar. Ve inşallah daha sık bir şekilde birbirimizi görmeyeyim de umuyorlar inşallah. İnşallah. İnşallah. Dua. Dua. Buyur hocam. Amin oldum. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. fi cezilen cemilen daima müdevamül kelam ve elhamdü ve la kuvvete illa billah. Allahumme ya alim ya azim la ilahe illa ente ve la nabdu illa iyyak. Fa'fu anna ve afina ve tekabbel minna inneke ente semiyul alim. Allahumme azil islami vel müslimin. Allahumme azil islami vel müslimin. Allahumme azil islami vel müslimin. Allahumme gahret keberde vel fedverdim. Hedin. Allahumme eşkudu zalimine bil zalimin. Ve akhricna min benim salimin aminine ve animin. Allahumme ekter lana min el-nukvani fi din. Ve cealna ala sıradı müstakîn. Berdukna lehliyyete vel istikamete ustanın fi din. Vel fena vel vega alletim meyn nesilke Allahumme fi tarihin. Teveffena müslimin ve elhakna bis salihin ve ahşurna ma'an nebiyyin ve sıddiqiyin ve şühedai ve salihin ve rahmetke ya rahmanirrahimin. وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله جزاكم الله خيرا السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمه الله وبركاته